This is the AC Report. Well, it blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. And it blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on the promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. This is The Other Side of Midnight, and it's time for our weekly look at one of the most interesting cities in one of the most interesting states in one of the most interesting countries on one of the most interesting planets in this universe. That's right. It's time for our weekly look at Atlantic City, Monopoly City, and a very frightening day for those of us that want Atlantic City to do well and that want to take advantage of the great things that Atlantic City has to offer. As I understand it, Thousands of Atlantic City casino workers have now voted to authorize a strike. Unionized employees at five of the nine casinos in Atlantic City authorize a strike if new agreements with a new contract agreements aren't reached by early July. Marianne Ramos, who is a union member, spoke for a lot of folks. I'm ready. I'm ready for five. I'm ready for five because it's too much. It's too much. The company don't want to listen. They don't want to give nothing to nobody. Bob McDevitt, the president of their union, Unite Here Local 54, says they are not taking this lightly. I caution the industry not to take this lightly. They need to take this seriously. This is a no bull thing. That's the head of the union. Ruth Ann Joyce, a bartender at Harris. I think she's actually been my bartender from time to time. She says for her, what this strike is about is... Historically speaking, we've always fought for our health care and not economics. This go around, we're fighting for the economics. Here to help us understand what this is all about and what this may mean for you if you're planning a trip to Atlantic City is Roger Gross. He's the publisher of the of Global Gaming Business Magazine and the president of Casino Connection International. I don't think there's somebody that's more experienced in terms of analyzing the casino business than he is. He was also the founding editor of Casino Player Magazine. He was a co-founder of the American Gaming Summit. If there's been any significant intellectual contribution to gaming analysis over the course of the last 30 or 40 years, chances are Roger Gross has been at the heart of it. Roger, thanks for getting up early with us. Uh, Thanks for talking to me, Frank. Uh, I I think your listeners uh, need to hear the truth about what's going on in Atlantic City. Wonderful. So, by the way, if people are not familiar with Global Gaming Business Magazine, what exactly is it? What do you guys do? Uh, we are the really the only trade magazine uh, that that serves the gaming industry internationally. Uh, we, we cover gaming all around the world, and uh, I am actually based in Atlantic City right now, and uh, I'm very familiar with the situation here. And um, if 
So your magazine, would it be read primarily by some of these union members or would it be read by the management at these casinos that's uh, that's negotiating with the union members or would it be read by players or everybody? Uh, we, we're a trade magazine, so we go to to the operators, basically, the, the executives who run the casinos. Got it. OK. Uh, now, why, as you understand it, why are these unionized casino workers upset? Uh, you heard the one woman, um, uh, Ruth Ann Joyce, the bartender, talk about how their wages have not kept up with inflation. could be said of many of our wages. But uh, I've also heard reports that it has something to do with allowing smoking in casinos and other factors as well. As best you understand it, why are these union workers upset? Well, it is an economic uh, situation, as your bartender uh, alleges there. It's uh, certainly uh, a, a reason they need to uh, get a raise. I certainly support them, uh, you know, with, with the uh, with the inflation and everything that's going on. Uh, yeah, they are underpaid. So so it's certainly an economic situation. The union needs to to focus on the economics uh, and, and get their people raises. In the past, as she said, they've focused on benefits and things like that. But right now, it's just a just a financial situation where they, they need more money. And the casinos understand that. The casinos are are ready to give them a raise. But as usual, Bob McDevitt, uh, you know, is focusing on uh, unreasonable demands where where he's he's, he's asking for for the uh, sky and and uh, not really being realistic. Can you give us an idea of how far apart these two sides are? What kind of raises is uh, the union looking for and what kind of raises is the casinos, as you know, as you um, may, may know, are they prepared to offer? Well, the, the the casinos are certainly prepared to offer a, a substantial raise. I mean, they they understand that these workers have have really gone to the mat for them when it comes to the pandemic. You know, they came back immediately after the pandemic was was uh, winding down when the casinos reopened, and uh, they they've done a great job in in uh, in getting uh, back to work and and servicing their customers. Uh, the the union, however, is, is again is asking for for multiples of of what the casinos are. are are willing to give uh, and uh, uh, the way they, they uh, couch these things is just just very difficult for the casinos to really really uh, absorb uh, their their demands at this point so you know uh, the, the uh, Bob McDevin and, and his crew you know are really uh, kind of a two-faced in a lot of cases they they talk about how much they're they're working for their their uh, members and uh, but at the other on the the other side of the equation, they're working for the casinos. Uh, you mentioned the smoking issue. Uh, you know, uh, the smoking issue impacts his members. The, the and and uh, let, let's be clear who the members are. They're they're the waiters and waitresses. They're the the housekeeping uh, personnel in the casinos. They're they're not the dealers. They're not the the uh, the the people who work the slot machine area. They're not the people that that do some of the back of the house jobs. See, these are the, just the uh, just his members. Uh, so, uh, it, well, so just you know, just clarify that again, Roger, because I'm I'm a cigar smoker and I'm fo- and I'm following this debate over the smoking ban very closely, and it looks like they are going to be successful, at least from what I can tell, in um, in banning smoking at the casinos. But I can understand, it, you know, um, if you're on the casino floor and you're being forced to breathe in cigarette or cigar smoke that you're not smoking. 
for five, six, seven, eight hours, why you'd have an issue with that. But you're saying that these these union members, these Unite Here Local 54 members, those don't include the dealers? They do not include the dealers. No, these these are, are the waiters and waitresses. Now, these are the cocktail waitresses that deliver the drinks to you while you're at the table games, while you're at the slot machines. So they are also inhaling the smoke. Mm-hmm. But but Bob McDevitt supports uh, allowing smoking in casinos. So, you know, he supports the 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 uh, the ill health of his own members, you know. <laughs> So th- this is this is unlikely if they're able to come up with a, an agreement by July 1st or shortly thereafter it's unlikely to include is is it safe to say an agreement on prohibiting smoking yeah, this has, has nothing to do with smoking. This is just, a, again, a, a financial situation for, for the uh, local 54 members who certainly deserve a raise. And uh, but but because Bob McEvitt is so two faced when it comes to, you know, the 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 impact on his members of smoking in the casinos where he he supports continuing smoking in casinos. You know, he doesn't really uh, when, when it comes to to the casinos, he doesn't really uh, represent his members. He represents the casinos more than his members. The um, the union also says that four Atlantic City casinos are not cleaning their rooms daily. Uh, Caesars, Harrah's, Tropicana and the Golden Nugget. They are being accused by the union of failing to clean each occupied hotel room each day as required by the uh, by the rules set out by the health department. Do you have any idea if that's true? Well, again, here's more hypocrisy by by the union. Uh, the union, when when they came back, they didn't want to clean the rooms as much as uh, they could. So they allowed the casinos to set up these situations where where you you gave the uh, the guests the option of having their rooms cleaned or not. Uh, there's a certain resort fees when you check in to to a casino where you know they add that to your room rate to have your room cleaned every every uh, night. So if if uh, you know if if they're not if they don't want the resort fee, they can they can opt out to not have the room clean. So so this is you know, again again the, the the union being two faced. Uh, you know, they 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 don't want to allow their members to clean the rooms, but now they're accusing the the casinos of of not cleaning the rooms enough you know, while they support that in the beginning when the pan- pandemic uh, you know started winding down. We're talking with Roger Gross. He's the publisher of Global Gaming Business Magazine, covers the casino gaming business all over the country, all over the world, I think, and uh, currently these days uh, based in Atlantic City. Roger, as uh, I mean, it's clear you don't have a high opinion of the union leadership. That being said, uh, given where the union is, given where the casinos are, how likely do you think a strike is? Well, at this point, it looks like the union is targeting the Tropicana because it's kind of the weak link. There's three casinos in Atlantic City that are owned by the Caesars Entertainment uh, Corporation, which is uh, their Caesars, Harris, and the Tropicana. The Tropicana is probably the, the, on the lower rung of, of that uh, hierarchy there. So they are targeting the tro- Tropicana because it, it is, you know, it, it's on the boardwalk, so it's very visible. Uh, they, they couldn't ha- target Harris because it's out in the marina area where, you know, you're not going to get a lot of people walking by, but the, the Tropicana is on the boardwalk. They don't want to target Caesars because Caesars is is the major uh, uh, property for Caesars Caesars Entertainment. So it's a difficult uh, situation for the union to really do that. So right now they've been picketing in front of Tropicana, and I think if they go on strike, they're just going to strike Tropicana Ah. to begin with. 
So we're looking at looking at that probably toward the end of end of June. Uh, but the big the big holiday, of course, is July Fourth. Sure. It's the start start of the summer season in Atlantic City, and and I think uh, you know if if we're going to look at a citywide strike. That's when it when it would occur. Yeah, I'm going to be down there the following weekend. I would hate uh, not to be able to go and enjoy all the amenities at the Trop. What does that mean uh, for people like me that may want to visit the Trop and play there and hang out there? Does that mean the Trop would would essentially be closed because of this strike? No, it just means that that you'd have some some uh, difficulty in getting getting a drink or, or getting a meal. Mm. Uh, they they would have management come in and serve those positions. So you know, it might take a while for you to to get your your drink or your meal. You know, maybe your room won't be cleaned uh, for for a couple of days. But you know, a strike wouldn't mean the Tropicana would shut Got down it. or any any part of Atlantic City would shut down. Has has there been? Um strikes from this union in Atlantic City previously? There have been several strikes, and, and they get really nasty, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, the, the union is, is uh, you know, kind of cutthroat. I mean, if you look at the history of this union, you might hear uh, there's a lot of corruption in, in, that, uh, in that union. Uh, in the in the early 80s in Atlantic City, they actually this federal government had to come in and take over the union because there was so much corruption. Uh, you know, there, there is, unlike with the casino companies, which have to be licensed and, and vetted by by the uh, the state authorities, the state gaming authorities, the, the union doesn't have that. So in the early 80s, it was it was a corrupt union. As I said, the, the federal government had to come in and take over the union. And Bob McDevitt is is a product of that time, believe it or not. He he has he is his experience in the union dates back to that time, so I wouldn't trust McDevitt, you know, as far as I can tell. Uh, no, I, you are making no bones about <laughs> your view of uh, McDevitt and his leadership of uh, Local 54. Talking with Roger Gross, he's the publisher of Global Gaming Business Magazine. I remember when the Revel opened, they were unable to reach a deal with the union at the beginning, and uh, that was one of the many strokes of bad luck that the Revel had. As it stands now, are all nine casinos in Atlantic City unionized? Yes, they are. Um, the, the negotiations with the casinos right now are going on with with the major uh, companies that are that are in, that are in Atlantic City, which is Caesar's Company, as I said, which owns three casinos, MGM, which owns the Borgata. Uh, they're going on with those casinos, which have this is where the the, uh, the union contracts are expiring. Uh, the other casinos have a kind of a follow me uh, attitude, where you know one, once these uh, these casinos reach an agreement with the union, they'll they'll uh, fall in line. So right now, you know, again, it's just these two major casino companies that are negotiating with the union. We're just uh, five days away from the official start of summer. How are you uh, thinking Atlantic City is going to do this summer? Can you tell by the people that are visiting and by the traffic on the boardwalk and in the casinos what kind of summer Atlantic City is in store for? I mean, Atlantic City is poised to really explode this summer in terms of of excitement. I mean, there there's a a bunch of uh, of uh, of uh, concerts on the beach. Uh, there there's some great acts coming in from the from all the other casinos and uh, and you know just judging from from what's happened into the run up to the summer. I mean, the revenues are going through the roof. 
you know, the, 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 the city is doing very well. And, uh, you know, it, it, the summer, of course, is the most important part for, for Atlantic City. You know, if you don't make your money in the summertime, you really suffer through, through the, the shoulder and the winter periods. You know, so uh, it's a very important summer for Atlantic City and for the union to really, you know, be taking this stance is, is kind of frightening for, for the mm. city and, and the people who work here. I know you just came back east from, uh, for, for the summer from Las Vegas. I'm curious, what do you think has really changed in Atlantic City from last year uh, around this time? Obviously, people were still sort of getting over COVID. There might have still even been a few COVID restrictions in place. What's different now from a year ago around this time? Uh, it, it, it has opened up quite a bit. I mean, uh, you know, a year ago, people were were still very nervous about getting back in, into into action, and uh, uh, but now the city is, is pretty wide open. You know, you don't see the masks as much anymore. Although the the casinos are continuing to do the the cleanliness, they're they're wiping down the slot machines as much as possible. And uh, and I was just in the Hard Rock last night, and they they still have the plexiglass up on the table games. So so you know, the the, the casinos are very safe, but people are starting to realize that the casinos you know, are safe, uh, you know, in terms of, of uh, the uh, the COVID uh, uh, contraction. So they're very very much important to to get uh, get themselves back into the casinos, and, and they're they're excited about coming back. So yeah, again, it's it's not a, a great time for the union to be doing this, you know, for the for the health of the industry as a whole. And uh, finally, I'll ask you the question which I get asked frequently, which I always kind of dodge because I find it to be sort of an absurd question to ask for anybody that knows enough to answer the question, but I'll ask it to you anyway. How do you compare Atlantic City and Las Vegas? Obviously, I realize in many respects there is no comparison because Vegas is so much larger and has so many more gaming properties, but I get asked the question all the time, so I'm curious to see how you answer it. Right. Well, I I live in Las Vegas half a year. Uh, I come to Atlantic City in the summertime, get away from the heat in Vegas, you know, which which is pretty bad this time of year. So, but uh, so I, I see both, and and Las Vegas is, is is just booming right now. I mean, with with the professional sports teams that are coming into town, the the Golden Knights uh, hockey team, everybody took them into their heart when when they debuted in 2017, right after the October one shooting. You know, the Raiders are now in town. Uh, we're hoping that the the Oakland A's will come to town as well. So you know, it's. It's it's a really different ball game. Atlantic City is a regional destination resort, and and there's a lot of possibilities for Atlantic City. I mean, it, there, there's so much growth here that that it, it could become a wonderful East Coast destination, gaming destination, because there's so many casinos close together. Uh, but uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the the government in Atlantic City has never really gotten behind uh, uh, you know how, how to sell itself, how to put put the casinos and the and the great we have here in the boardwalk together uh you know there there's you know so much corruption still in the government of atlantic city could, could that uh, still it, happen could atlantic city even with all the increased casino competition from states like pennsylvania new york delaware michigan could atlantic city still be sort of a vegas of the east or has that time come and gone 
they could still do that. I mean, there are still some wonderful plots of land. There's at the old airport, Peterfield, which could be developed into a massive uh, complex that, that that might not even include casinos, an entertainment complex. But, but you know, there's not the will in terms of the city government to, to do that. And, of course, this, the state took over the city government, you know, more than four years ago and, and uh, is just driving the city into, into uh, uh, a debt, uh, incredible debt. Uh, the state taking over Atlantic City was the worst thing that could happen. But you know, at the same time, you know, the reason they took over Atlantic City was because the, the local people don't mm. really understand how 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 to put a, together a successful uh, you know destination. So you know, it, it's it's kind of a you know. A, 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 a ridiculous situation when the state comes in, you know, to take over a situation and makes it worse. <laughs> Roger, we're going to have to end it there. If you want to check out uh, Global Gaming Business Magazine, you can go to ggbmagazine.com. There's some interesting stuff on there. Roger, I hope we could talk again. I appreciate you getting up early for us. Sure, anytime, Frank. Nice talking to you. Thank you. 800-848-9222. If you want to comment, 1-800-848-WABC. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.